0: Welcome to the Unafraid Podcast, hosted on the OKC First Podcast Network. I am here in studio with the dad and mom. She's here, too. Kelvis Middendorf is Kelvis, here.
1: the Kelvis. The
0: Kelvis is here as our live studio audience. Uh, we didn't give her a microphone. Yeah, so you could probably hear that. Um, but yes, also uh, my my main co-host, uh, senior pastor John Mendorf. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, buddy? I'm, you know, I'm doing great. I'm doing as good as I can be in the midst of a global, you know, crisis, apocalyptic pandemic.
1: <laughs> yeah, you seem like you're doing well. It is nice to have our first ever studio audience member. Yeah, my suspicion is it has something to do with our guest today.
0: That's right, uh, our guest today. Is uh, author, speaker, encourager, liberator, and imagineer Jen Hatmaker. How are you doing?
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> well, I'm delighted to be on here with you because I'm happy just to be talking to somebody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I'm so happy to have it's just, it's just some different humans. I mean, I'm in this house. With five kids and a husband, it's just been a real long go of it. You know what I mean? So yes. I'm like, Oh look, new people. How wonderful. <laughs> you don't
0: have to
1: babysit us. We'll be fine. I don't cook
2: you dinner. I don't have to clean your cups. That's exactly Sorry. right. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. cleaning cups,
1: I saw on your Facebook page that you were hiring a full time cup washer. How's that search yeah, going?
2: I am. Well, I'll tell you right now it's a full time job. <laughs> So uh, it really only has two components. It's clean all the cups in my house every day. And also it's take out the trash, which I, you guys, the amount of trash we are generating in this quarantine, it's apocalyptic. I cannot figure it out. I cannot figure it out, but I do need to hire a 40 hour a week um, employee. And that's your only job. Cups and trash. That's it. That's it. It comes with a 401k. It comes with benefits.
1: I may quit my job. (laughs) And all the entertainment yeah. in your household
2: uh, yeah, would be for free. Yeah, seriously, you should consider it.
1: Yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> yes, um, even better. Bonus. Put it on your resume.
0: So, kids, if you've ever grown up dreaming of just being a, a full-time cup washer with a 401k 40 hours a week, this is your
2: opportunity. Right. Here you go. It's going to be right. great. You heard it here. That's you right. You heard it here. <laughs>
1: hey, tell us about your family. You mentioned you have five and and one husband, as yeah. I think you said. Like, uh, Tell us about your, your yeah. family.
2: Okay, so Brandon and I, first of all, we're in Austin, Texas. We're actually just south of it. And Brandon and I have been married for 26 years, and we have five kids. Um, and so we've got two in college, and we have two in middle. I'm sorry, two in college, two in high school, one in middle. Um, and our college kids are, of course, home and quarantined with us. They were both launched, uh, and now they're back <laughs> with an extra dog. And... Um, we live in a tiny house. It's old. It was built in 1908. It's pier and beam with like original floors. It's loud and it's small. And there's so many people in here. And to, to kind of compound, we're already a family with a lot of big feelers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not a we're not a stable, steady sort. <laughs> um, and... Then two of these kids are seniors right now. So my oldest son is a senior in college and my third son is, or my third kid is a senior in high school. And so, you know, we are managing a lot of very real disappointment oh, in the family man. right now. And they are missing out on so many incredible things about, you know, finishing a season well, you know, all of it, prom and graduation and parties and ceremonies and just those rites of passage that everybody else gets. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's just hard. And, you know, I told my kid, my friend Kristen Howerton, um, calls it the Hardship Olympics. And she's like, let's not play. Let's not compete in the Hardship Olympics to say, yeah, I know you're missing prom, but other people are actually sick and, yeah. or they're, they're yeah. losing loved ones. It's all sad. Like everybody's loss is loss. Um, and so prom to a 17 year old feels pretty like a big deal. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, We, Brandon and I get up every morning, you guys, because they're all like teenagers and young adults, we don't have any early risers. So we're not like these other parents stuck at home with the littles. Oh my gosh. Um, We don't see our kids till mid morning. So before they get up and the house is kind of calm and I look at each other and we're like, okay, cause something every day is going to go sideways. Someone's going to fall apart. Someone's (laughs) going to hit the wall. Someone's going to have a meltdown. And we're like, which one of us? feels competent to manage today (laughs) like which one of us has enough gas in the tank and like definitely one of us will be like you know what i'm idling too high i think i would inflict trauma (laughs) if i had to really be the lead parent today um and so we just tag tag can you take the morning shift you just take the morning meltdowns and i think i'll be ready by the afternoon (laughs) meltdowns so so that's just good. where we're at you guys we got to so get out of here
0: oh i hear you yeah i don't know if i want to be your cup washer anymore
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i accept your resignation in advance i really do yes
1: that's so good
0: oh man wait hey you guys you guys have actually met before right you yeah you guys how did you have. can you guys can you guys tell me how you guys met like what were you doing and
2: yeah
1: yeah, we actually uh took over Washington DC for about forty five minutes a couple of sure summers did. ago, right?
2: We sure did. We sure did. That was a great trip. I love that trip. We did some advocacy work together yeah. and um, that was my first time inside those sort of DC buildings and um that I found it really interesting and Um, yeah, it was great just to be with a bunch of sort of leaders in faith spaces all across the spectrum, really. Um, and to be able to really talk to influential people about, you know, continuing funding for like global health and nutrition. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was a Mm -hmm. whirlwind. I had my daughter there and John and I were there and were there maybe six of us. Yeah. I feel right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was
1: right. Now, here's the thing. Jen, we kind of had our little spiel worked out, and Jen was always the opener. Like, she would always bat lead off, and I was always the closer. That's right. But I knew I was dealing with a person of great substance when, like, we rolled into this one office, and she just launched – and then about four sentences in she realized she had a she had a piece of gum in her mouth and so she just ripped right. it out and crammed it right on onto a cup right there and just never broke stride she just went the entire no. time and when she was done and she tagged off to the next person retrieved the gum
0: wow oh that's good
2: yeah yeah yeah, respect my prowess you know <laughs> so like, I can really pivot in a moment and I, in my defense that was at the end of the day and we had given the pitch so many times right. to so many senators and so many rooms of people that I was like look if the gum on the cup is going to be the deal breaker <laughs> then you don't deserve to be a senator you know like you're not a good representative of the, of the people That's exactly um, and so right. yeah we had some shenanigans that day and it was really fun
1: we did hey that which brings me to the next question what was the thing that you like most about me
3: it's <laughs> <laughs> a great question that might be the oh, best question pastors, ever asked. Pastors
2: in their humor oh, oh my gosh what. pandemic oh, well. humor from I'm the past what
3: there you go uh-huh
2: and count on it okay very now, part reliable of the,
1: part of the reason i feel like that we we connected was because we were we had uh, at least recently gone through some similar pressure, uh, pressurized situations as it had to do with, uh, oh, let me see, difficult conversations that our faith traditions were having. How's that? Um, sure. Part of the question I want to ask you is kind of where are you at right now? Like, what is your what is your present day mission, and, and I hope you'll tell us also about the the writing and the speaking that you're doing, but you have kind of a local mission too, if I remember right. Sure. And then, how did oh, you yeah. get there? What was the track that got you there?
2: Yeah. Let's see. I've had sort of a wandering denominational journey. Um, personally, I grew up like my 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 channels in childhood and young adulthood were Southern Baptists, and so uh, my dad was a Southern Baptist pastor of sorts. And we went to, I went to a Baptist college and I mean, I swore to the heavens, I was not going to marry a pastor and promptly did it. (laughs) Um, And so we, we were in Southern Baptist churches in all of our twenties and early thirties. And then when Brandon and I started a church, we started a church here in Austin in 2008. And it was under the umbrella of the Free Methodist denomination, which is a smaller
3: yeah.
2: denomination, kind of a cousin to the UMC, yeah. primarily located in in the rest of the world. Um, it has a pretty small footprint in North America, right? Um, but that was our home and kind of where we began. And then, just a handful of years ago, as we were experiencing some philosophical and doctrinal shifts in our own life, but then also in our church by proxy and in our faith community, um, we, we realized that we were going to have some incompatibilities with the denomination that we were under. And actually, the UMC local leaders here in Austin, um, in Central Texas, came to us and said, you know, we're all we're in flux all over the place, denominationally. As you know, you guys, yeah, uh, everybody knows if you're paying attention to how these things are working out right now. And they said, even still, right now, we feel like we could be a really good home for you. Like mm. you could have uh, a a safe and a sturdy home with us, and and we would love to, to be your kind of mothership, if you will. And they were right um, that they have been an incredible community to us and very special leaders to us and mentors and partners and so we are currently still I don't know if I'm answering this question right I'm I'm doing this from a denomination standpoint but so we're still very connected to the UMC and um you know it's such an interesting time to be a part of organized Riedland Right. Because it's not just that denomination, but lots of them who are just sorting through pretty seismic ideas and changes and theologies. And um, it's taking a lot of time and a lot of energy, but also a lot of grace you guys, you're 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 under the Baptist umbrella, right?
1: No, we we Nazarenes are kind of their own little umbrella and have more to do with the Methodist Church, really. Than we're we're a descendant oh, of the Methodist great. Church.
2: That's right. That's right. Um, under kind of came up through a lot of similar ideology of yeah. like the kind of the Wesleyan sort right. of ideology. That's right. Yeah.
1: Right. Have they been supportive yeah. of your ministry as a, as a woman in leadership and as a public figure?
2: Almost embarrassingly. So Beautiful. I'm like, you guys leave me alone. They're like, <laughs> we want you, we want you ordained. We want you in charge. We want you preaching. We want you. It's like, it's really wonderful. And the UMC's has actually been really ahead of that curve for a long time. Right. I mean, there right. have been women in leadership, in the pastorate, in the pulpit, In that denomination for decades and decades, you know that they put that to bed a long time ago. Um, And so, to me, that's been really liberating to um, be a part of a place where that piece, at least, um, is really just—that's not even a discussion piece, really. Um, So we just see so many incredible men and women leading together. It's a real wonderful, beautiful partnership. I think makes for a healthier church.
1: Now, are you and your husband co-pastoring?
2: Well, we started it. We were the founding pastors. He was the senior lead pastor for its first um, probably eight years. And he is a very incredible starter. He is, (coughs) excuse me, that's just his um, natural skill. He's a visionary, he's a beginner, he's a strategic thinker. So we got it to about the eight year mark and we handed the reins over and sort of to the next iteration of senior leadership. And so we're no longer on staff at all. I'm on the board okay yeah i'm on the board and we are just listen i don't know if i'm allowed to say this to pastors but (laughs) um we're just like regular church people now for the first time in our whole entire lives we've been in full-time church leadership since we were in college and i don't know how this is going to sound but it is amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) it sounds (laughs)
2: amazing doesn't it? Um, so it's so amazing. I'm like, I don't know. That's not really our thing anymore. Like, here, call this person. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, wow. And so you know, we just we just have a seat in the pew, and and it's kind of special. It's our first time out of church leadership, in, you know, 20 plus years, and it's felt like a gift to remember why church matters, hmm. um, not just when you're in charge of it you know, but when it's your community.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Are you guys doing like the online thing right now? Or or are you going to like Texas is about to open up as we record this. It's April 23rd. Yes. And uh, there are rumors of things opening up. Like what's your church going to do?
2: That's a great question. Yeah. We're definitely doing online. I thought what you guys are doing too.
1: Right. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, we're doing online Facebook live services every Sunday morning. And we just, our sense of the thing in on the board is just that that caution is kindness right now. And that we um, would never want to put any of our members in jeopardy or, uh, they're fragile family members or so I feel like we're going to err on the side of caution here. And right. Texas is probably going to barrel through an early opening because strangely, that movement has kind of now fallen along partisan lines, which is a yeah. bizarre way to have to interpret a global health yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we're such a conservatively led state in general, it seems like uh, we're going to push the envelope sooner. Um, But I think as a church, we are going to err on the side of of caution. And that feels like love to me right now. That feels like being a good neighbor.
0: Yeah, me too. Do you have a sense that you are going to get any pushback for that just from where you're at?
2: I don't know. You know, it's so strange because we're all dealing with real competing emotions and reactions to this pandemic and to this quarantine. You know, on one hand, We so want to protect the health of our community and the health of and the the overload on our healthcare system. And, you know, all those those are right ways to think Mm -hmm. about how to be a good citizen right now. But like literally all in the same breath, we're just starving for each other. I mean, just absolutely starving for our communities and our friends. And, you know, we're lonely and we're just not built for this at all. Like, we're not built for this kind of isolation. We are a communal people. And, um, and so I think it's wearing thin. I, I, I noticed the edges are fraying. And so I, I can see that we would probably get both responses. Like, no, we need to be careful and cautious and protect our community. And other people saying, if somebody doesn't hug me, I am going to lose it. <laughs> like, I'm absolutely going to lose it. You know, I actually understand both impulses. I really do. I feel the same way. Like in any given hour,
1: right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let me ask you about that. Like, eventually, we're going to talk about your role in honoring the uh, or commemorating the the 25th anniversary of the bombing stuff around here. But I want to, I want to talk all things pandemic for a little while. So okay. I know that my my wife and my sister, who so appreciate your work, um, you really help them to cope. So as we are mm-hmm. talking about pandemics, and as we're talking about being stuck at home for so long, how are you coping? Like, what kinds of things are you doing to, to cope with the sameness of the whole thing, and maybe even the fear and the anxiety mm. of it? And then what what would you put out there as best practices for my sister and my wife?
2: <laughs> hmm. Well, thank you for telling me that, first of all. It, um, it means a lot to me that I have been able to serve like the women that you love, the women in your life. Well, that just, that has more meaning to me than ever right now. Um, in our house, I'm finding some solace and comfort and we kind of had, just have this house rule right now that, we will not sh- or shame anybody right now. You know, when somebody comes and they're just having the lowest day and it feels dark to them, it's, uh, I'm a glass half full. So sometimes it's my instinct to be like, well, you know what? At least we're healthy and safe, or at least we have a refrigerator full of food, you know, or it's just, I, I feel myself wanting to reach for that. Um, and so, that the, we've pulled a lever, which allow we we told each other, you get to be human in this moment, and you get to feel how you feel. And so, rather than talking somebody out of their emotion, we sit with each other in. And so that has been good for all of us, yeah. um, where we don't hustle somebody through their feelings, but just say it is it sucks. You're so right. And I would, you should be disappointed over that. And I would be too. And I wish this was overdue. Um, something about drawing closer to each other inside of our pain is making it more manageable. Yeah. Um, and we, we managed to do that well about, I'm going to say 53% of the time. Well, okay? that's So interesting because I, I mean, was going to ask
1: you, tell us, tell us about a time that you failed and then how did you all, yeah. you or you all recover from that failure?
2: whoa, have we had a couple of epic meltdowns in this? I mean, can you imagine? Like, if you can even think about what, you know, me in the slightest, I may be, be I might be the calmest person in this house. Whoa. And that should terrify you. Like, <laughs> it's just emotions run high here, man. We burn hot in the Hatmaker house. Yeah. And so for us, probably our biggest meltdown was, <laughs> well, okay, none of us want to be homeschool teachers okay that is not my skill set and so sure. when when it became real apparent that all of our kids were going to be located online for school and probably for the remainder of the year that was a dark day and so Brandon and I were like well what the heck what and they're on high school you know in college and middle this is like so we Feeling like, you know, there's so many little pieces of information that come at us in quarantine and experts are just all of a sudden an expert. I don't know how. They've never done this before, but they know stuff. And so they're telling us, you know, routine is important. Um, You know, you set these systems and these structures and these rhythms inside your households to this this will serve your kids. This will keep everything on the rails. We're like, okay fine. We've never um, done that in our lives. We've never run a structured household, but now's a good time to try, right? Like feels like now's the moment that we really like exert control here. So we sat our kids down. You guys, this makes me laugh so hard to think about it. Um, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon had a composition notebook for every kid. And we he had organize a schedule. This is when you're going to be online from here to here. This is when you do school. When you do school, you're going to turn your phones in so you can concentrate. This is when you share the computer. Um, on in your composition notebook, you're going to write down how long you were um, on in school, what assignment you had, what assignment wow. you completed.
0: That's intense.
2: It, guys it fell apart real fast. <laughs> I mean, to tell you, I think that was the lowest moment of, the, of quarantine. The, it was a complete and utter teen mutiny. I mean, absolute <laughs> hysteria. And so, I mean, it did not even work. It didn't even work for half of one minute. And so that night I actually did a, just a little short Facebook live. Um, and I was sitting in my bathtub, fully clothed, with no water in the tub and I had a glass of wine sitting on the trash can. And I was like, guys, this was a terrible day. Like, <laughs> I, It is a empty bathtub, trash can wine day. Um, and so I think we're figuring out that every family has its own way of being. Like every family has its own rhythm, you know? And so this is not a good time to try to, try to create an entirely new family system right. than the one you've always had. You right. know, like we're not going to be these structured people. And so we said a lot of, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, we had a different kind of family meeting the next week. And I think we've sort of pulled through that sort of chaos, but you know, tomorrow isn't day it, it could fall <laughs> apart tomorrow for sure. It could fall apart today. There's hours left. It's still sunny outside.
1: I hear you. Uh, <sighs> not too long ago, my, my family helped me to understand that the, the tension and the anxiety that I have trying to keep it, Church in the middle of the road, you know, none yeah. of what I'm dealing with is actually their fault, um, and I that's and right. I was pretty pretty bad at coming home and projecting some <laughs> of my my frustration on them, and they of they course. were helpful to let me know, and I I may have may or may not have slept on the couch. That's not a big deal. We don't have to talk. Yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm sure that. you handled that well. Yeah, that's not a big <laughs> deal. That no one needs to know anymore about that. I like how that. you
2: say they were, they were helpful to let me know. Like I, I see that. I, I, I get that. I know what that really means. We have also been helpful to let each other know some things and
1: Oh man. Okay. We're so really if polished were,
2: enough to like I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: If you were in because cause I, I know that right now that you're kind of in between writing projects. Am I right about that?
2: Well, interesting, as you're saying, like, I'm, I am trying to lead a church through a pandemic and all the normal rules are off. I have the very weird fortune to release a book in the middle of this. And so everything that, that they've been helpful to let me know (laughs) that I've been a bit of a challenge. (laughs) Um, And, um, yeah, so... Whatever <laughs> I, you know, all the things that we were going to wrap around a book launch all got canceled, of course, and we had to pivot literally every single thing online, and um, it's caused uh, I'm going to call it some anxiety and some stress, which bleeds out as as it does, um, and so that came out just a cu- two days ago. And I still feel like I could just lay right on the ground and just a pud- an absolute puddle. <laughs> I, I, it just, I all draining out now. It's all that stress and, and anxiety and anticipation. is like draining out. So I have a feeling may is going to be so wildly unproductive for me. Like uh, just absolute entropy. You know, I, I'm yeah. worried. Yeah. I'm definitely worried.
1: Okay. Well, let me see up. if I can, let me see if I can help, uh, I don't know jog something for you if you were to write okay. a a kind of a flash fried book on coping with pandemic for for the audience mm. that that is so loyal to you what would some of your chapter yeah. titles be
2: oh dear oh gosh um that's a kid walking in in the middle of our told- podcast this is what we're this is it's just the real life that's my studio audience the kid like at the window like what's for lunch i'm like you know what it's two thirty six. 36 i if you i can't you know if you can't make a sandwich you just don't deserve to live um um oh this so, is so good okay what would my chapter titles be there would 100 need to be a chapter title just about trash can wine that's a day <laughs> everybody's had that day if you haven't had that day you just live longer um and so uh let's see i think uh i have to have a chapter title to say um when you when you're not going to work out um, I'm sick of hearing that. If one more person tells me to work out, I am going to lose it. Okay. I don't want to, I never did. So why would I start now? Right. Um, if consistency is the key, I'm going to stay consistent there. Didn't do it before. Not, not doing, doing it, it now. now. Everybody we live. Um, what would yours be? I would help me. Like, what's your chapter title? Oh, I want to read your book.
1: um, so I would probably have a title in there about the little things that you do to run for a marathon, to, you know, to, to train for a marathon, the little things, because it's uh-huh. not just working out. It's it's kind of, it's, you have to just, you have to spend some time, at least a little bit every day preparing. And that's what I'm trying to tell our, our staff, at least, is like, we don't know how long this is going to last. Mm. So your totally. little habits and practices are are perhaps more important now than they've ever been. Mm. So that would be... Mm-hmm that'd be important.
2: I mean, that's great. How's your staff feeling? How are, how is morale over there as you're sort of still having to keep the wheels on yeah. an entire faith community? It's a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I would say that this is where it's probably a, a gift that we are, uh, a pretty young congregation. That doesn't mean that we don't absolutely mm. treasure our, our, uh, our older f- people, because we absolutely do, sure. But uh, a younger crowd transitions pretty nicely to an online experience. Um, ah, right. And not not just not just in the, in the ways that they receive our liturgies that we're putting on the screens, but in the ways that we have found to connect in, on smaller bases. You know, classes and small groups, mm. and like there, I think there will be some. And people are just doing pretty well as it has to do with checking on one another, just making the phone Great. call and that kind of thing. So I, yeah. I think, you know, probably I don't know if anybody is prepared for such a a thing, but but some mm-hmm. groups will be more suited for it than others, and I and I think right now, mm-hmm. um, I think right now that we're we're pretty well suited for it and um so far the church seems to support and we're going to be kind of like your church will be we're going to be kind of slow to get back together because we don't want anybody to wonder whether or not we care for the bodies um while we're also talking to them about their souls so i think we're okay i think we're okay that's great and i'm trying not to borrow trouble um but i but i Hmm. but i want to I'd like to know when it's all going to be over because then I can budget my energy. Right. Um, But I don't know when it's going to be over and I don't know what things look like. And I don't know what won't go with us into the next era. And I don't know what will go with us into the next era. So trying to learn to be okay with a little bit of ambiguity and uncertainty.
2: Yeah, I think we are too. And on our better days, when we are able to, um, Dig deep and feel a little bit more grounded. We are also asking ourselves some really important questions like, you know, what are we learning right now? What are we noticing? Um, Nobody would want this for anybody, but here we are. We didn't. um, So there are pieces of this pandemic and quarantine that. Could potentially be, if we're willing to look at it in this way, be an invitation to, to see something, yeah. to notice something, um, to find a rhythm that is um, worth examining, to, to reimagine um, some of the places that were already pretty fragile are... Um, so much more so right now. You know, this has really shined a spotlight. It's put the pressure on the fragile places. And so some of the fault lines are incredibly visible. Um, And so, you know, we have the chance to go, woo, that wasn't as sturdy as we thought it was, you know, or um, that, that's some shoring up. And um, I, I'm hopeful. I think that a great deal of us will emerge from this whenever we do with some new things that we were able to hold in our hands with um, some things that we've learned, some things that we've laid down, some things that we've picked up. I'm not really sure what all those are going to be yet, Yeah. Um, but I, I look forward to seeing what it, what it looks like. Yeah. Um, both inside and outside the church when yeah. we get to come back together.
1: I'm. Not, I, this is a personal question and we can always edit this out. Right. But tell me, tell me how, how, How do you work on your marriage during a pandemic
2: oh yeah i mean i'm gonna be just really honest with you we've had some real fissures since this started um just a real pressure cooker and um some of this is inherently the way i and and my husband are wired he is incredibly extroverted Um, he is a go, go, go guy. He's an activity guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am introverted. I like to be home already. So that's not a punishment to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so just because some of the way that we're wired, you know, in our normal life, we'd structured our rhythms to really meet each of us where we were, you know, he would, he had things baked into his weekly life that served him well. And those were, that's his respite. And that's how he would recharge. He does not recharge, cooped up like an animal right. in a house with five teenagers and young adults. Right. Um, that is a real drain on him. And so we have really had uh, some, we've had some hard, but good conversations. Yeah. Um, again, it's that like opportunity, sort of like it's an opportunity. None of us ever knew we wanted or needed. But right. um, when we've had a few things fall apart. And come back together and went, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how that went. Let's talk about what I said. Let's talk about what you said. Let's talk about what we heard. Let's talk about how we can do this differently. Um, and so uh, I'm actually grateful for those. Uh, they've they've built a strength in uh, that we, I'm not sure that we would have done the work on yeah. if we weren't forced to do it. Um, but I just want to acknowledge for everybody listening that except a few people maybe who had already kind of structured their lives like this, we were none of us were ready for this. Our marriages weren't, our kids weren't, our families, um, our careers were not ready for this just because we didn't build, build a life that looks like this. And so if some of your systems feel incredibly wobbly, including marriage, um, parenting, obviously career, faith, community, connection, there's nothing wrong with you that's just a real ubiquitous experience mm. right now uh, because we find ourselves in a scenario that we weren't ready for and that we weren't built for and that we hadn't prepared for. Um, and so we're kind of having to learn how to fly the airplane in the middle of the air.
1: Oh, that is so helpful. And I agree with you. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure that God planned the pandemic for this particular part of the year, right from Lent into Easter. But I do think mm. that uh the, the, the most helpful message right now in the midst of the pandemic is resurrection, hope, and grace. Resurrection, hope, and grace. Good. So let yeah. me ask you this. If someone were to ask you um, to finish this sentence, I'm grateful for the pandemic because, like, is there some way that the pandemic has been a real help to you and then you're grateful maybe for something that you've seen or learned or experienced? What would you say?
2: Well, I you was getting it kind of granular with it. One uh, wonderful advantage that I wouldn't have had otherwise is that my senior in college, you know, is all but launched. He's, that's it, he's an adult. He's He was going to graduate in May and move into his own adult life. And because of the nature of what he studied, probably not going to be near. Huh. And so I was kind of preparing myself as you should, this is the right, this is the right order of things, but just preparing myself to be like, wow, here he goes. And so, you know, he packed to come home for spring break. So he packed for five days um, (laughs) in the middle of March and here we are. Um, But time with, time with that particular kid, when I thought I'd probably never get this kind of time with him ever again, like Mm -hmm. just ever again. Yeah. I'm tr- it's, a, it's a gift. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm really trying to enjoy him right now. Um, knowing that, well, okay. My mom said, just simmer down. Cause they all move home at some point. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know that yet. We're not to that <laughs> stage in our parenting journey. But, um, so, you know, a lot of people are like that. They're finding a lot of togetherness yeah. with uh, their family members. And, um, so that, that to me has been a, a real specific thing that has been kind of special.
1: That's beautiful. I think that's the other thing we need to help people do. Like what, what gifts of grace are out there? Like there's some terrible, mm-hmm. terrible things, but there might also be yeah. some gifts of grace. We're even asking people to take pictures of it and send it in. We're having kind of a photography competition, um, images of hope during that's a nice. pandemic. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to get some more of those because I need to see them. I mean, I'm,
2: yeah, me too. Me too. They matter. Um, this very week, guys, talk about what a gift. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that I had a book release just on Tuesday. So it's literally, it's hours old. And, um, you know, that would have typically been kind of a celebration. You know, it's the culmination of a couple of years of work and it's kind of a big deal. And, um, and here we are. And so, I just resigned myself like, well, you know, we are we'll, we'll, my, we'll cheer one another on from afar and that's going to have to be good enough. And it is. So about four o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, um, my best friend who live like 500 yards on the other side of us, um, sat, texted me and said, Hey, come out. Let's go. Let's take a socially quarantined walk. We want to <laughs> celebrate you. We want to see your face. We want to like, you know just get within vision of each other and and give you a little clap it's you know big day for fierce and um so me i'm clueless i mean i'm I'm incredibly clueless i'm busy that day i had interviews all day and i was like oh it's hot Uh, it's so hot and they're like um okay we'll just we'll make it a short walk i'm like guys i'm just like I have on flip-flops and they're like, I can see them doing this now in hindsight. They're like, okay, well, it'll just be like a stroll. Just come outside. Let's just take a little walk. I'm like, okay. And so I walk out and the way our house is situated, I really can't see anything yet until I almost get to the street. And I, I kind of look and I see my friends and they're dressed up weird. And, and they're, they're on their bikes. Their bikes have streamers and they're dinging their little tinkle, their little bell. Ding, 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 I'm like, well, that is funny and cute. And then I get a little bit closer and I see my mom. I'm like, what's my mom doing here? Why is my mom here? And then I see somebody in a big blow up dinosaur costume. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Like, I can't interpret my environment. I don't understand the messages it's giving me. And I get all the way to the street. And I start hearing screaming and honking. And there are cars all the way around the book block. Oh, And wow, it's everybody so cool. who loves me. It's our church. It's all, our, they have signs, they have streamers, they have horns, and they are go. they're doing a parade in front of the house for the book launch. And, and they're getting out of their cars with their masks and putting like champagne and little gifts oh, in this big social quarantine bucket for me and i mean i cried the entire time it took forever there were so many of them it took forever and all their kids are hanging out of the window it was like this i'll never forget it as long as i live like i'm like oh we just can still love one another right now we can and we can do it in wonderfully new spectacularly dazzling ways and it still matters And it still means something and it's worth more than ever now. And so, I mean, I really went to bed that night with such a smile on my face and just thought this stuff will last, you know, this, these moments will last beyond this moment in time and they are worth creating. They're worth participating in. They are worth looking around at our neighbors and our friends and our faith communities and saying, how can we serve each other well and love each other even now? Even oh, now, it's
1: beautiful.
0: man. There's something about fasting. There's something about fasting that just brings out the best in those moments. Um, and and probably point. this is probably a great giant advertisement for for, for fasting. fasting.
2: Yeah,
1: that's a great point.
2: It's a great point. He's really
1: good. I mean, he comes up with a great point multiple times in a day. He's great. We're it's crazy. Hang
0: on to <laughs> just a few.
1: <laughs>
2: it's crazy. Hey, tell us about
1: tell us about the book. You've mentioned a couple times. Tell us yeah. about the book and where it can be found.
2: Yeah, it's called Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire. And it's like the book of my heart. It's the book that I lived and learned and earned. Mm. Um, And so it's kind of my highest and best vision for women. And it's everywhere. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Although I'm super partial to the indie bookstores right now because they need us, man. They need our participation. Uh, There's a great um, website called Bookshop. Dot org mm-hmm. and it will connect you with whatever local bookstores are in your town um, bookshop.org, but it's everywhere. And I hope it is just a mighty tool in the hands of women and um, that it serves them so re- well right now. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because again, we have the possibility of an opportunity to really examine right now. We've got some weird time and some of the things that have, typically crowded, our plates are just removed. And so we do have the opportunity to, um, to evaluate a few things about where we are and what, what inside my soul and mind is healthy right now. What isn't, um, what's serving me and my community? Well, what isn't what narratives, um, do I need to lay down? So I, I, even though it's the weirdest time in the whole world to release a book, um, I do hope that maybe in this moment in time, um, women have a little bit of space for it, honestly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thank you for asking. Yeah. I tried to title it something that was so impossible to both say and remember. Um, and I feel like I nailed it. <laughs> Congratulations. I really do. Yeah. I feel like I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now I'm going to ask you, here are the questions that are coming up. Um, I'm going to ask you okay. about the other projects that you're working on. I'm going to ask you about okay. um, the the bombing memorial thing that you did for us about 168 yeah. days ago, 169 or so now. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to ask you where you see hope before okay. Zach and I pepper you with um, rapid-fire questions, okay. okay? So tell me, okay. what, else, what else are you working on? I know you have a big webcast coming on, coming up.
2: Well, that is super exciting. And so I have... We have recorded and produced a pretty incredible web webcast. It airs on. God. hi. Good thing this is not live, and we can edit. No, 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 no. I'm in the middle of something, honey. Can you? No, I think I'm just go. gonna leave this come in. On. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is this, all good. This feels right. <laughs> Real Lady stuff. Bird, come on. Here, oh no, I just I gotta. Okay. You guys, honestly, God, can, they just need to go somewhere. They needed to go away from this house. They need. They need to go to school.
1: <laughs> Anywhere. <English. laughs> Anywhere. That's just right.
2: go. Just get in your cars and drive somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't care anymore. Um, okay, let me just, I'm gonna start that over. Okay. Okay, so we've put together a pretty incredible webcast. It airs on April 30th, and it's me. It's Brene Brown. You might have heard of her. Mm-hmm. She's doing all right. um it's Angela Johnson like world-class comedian Mm. it's Johnny Swim so one of just the greatest like music artists right now and it's incredible and so this was a bit of a gift sort of a a gift to my readers and so every single person who either pre-ordered or bought a a copy of Fierce Free and Full of Fire in any format, audio, digital, hardback, whatever. That's your ticket in. That's your access in. Um, And so all that information is over on my website at jinhatmaker.com. It just feels like it's a big thank you. It's like a big thank you to my community. like To pick up the work that I hope that we all start together fierce and just continue it um, through with some of the greatest leaders and artists I know.
1: That's great. That's great. Well we're we're gonna kinda of push some people that way. Now tell us a little bit about so the bombing memorial, the twenty fifth anniversary was this past Sunday. And um there was a fantastic yeah. program that the city put together and there's Jen Hatmaker mm-hmm. as a as one of those scenes in that in that in that whole thing. And you actually kicked off the hundred and sixty eight day uh, acknowledgement of the 25th anniversary, 168, one day for all of the, for each of the victims. But tell us about what you did and, and what you did when you came to Oklahoma city.
2: Uh, that day was so powerful. I mean, I just will not forget it. Um, it was a private event only for survivors and their families and first responders. Um, and so, I mean, uh, every single sign of this etched in my head um i i did that service with my friend nicole nordeman who did the music and i did the service and it was just really beautiful and we stayed afterwards and talked with so many of the people there and you know i was in oklahoma i was a, I went to oklahoma baptist university so yeah. i was in shawnee when that when the bombing happened yeah. i was a junior um, in college, I'll never, I mean, of course, I'll never forget it, who will, but right. being in Oklahoma, when it actually happened, is like an imprint on yep. my heart and my memories. Um, and so it was just a real honor to be in the room with the people that were there and to hear and to hold their stories, and to be able to kick off the the sort of runway to the 25th mm-hmm. um, anniversary. Uh, that was just one of the great honors of my life. And that whole team of people um, who serve that community well, and p- are, they're just phenomenal. Carrie Watkins, her entire group um, are fantastic. I've just been really proud of Oklahoma City and how beautifully they have done this, how much I've learned on from them, and their leadership on how to grieve well, how to remember well, and how yeah. to heal. Um, and so, but what a, what, a, what a story to tell in the world yeah. right now. And uh, I was really grateful to be a part of it.
1: Wow, we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you. Thanks for doing that.
0: And Jen, we, we end right before we get to rapid fire questions, we always like to ask every guest about uh, this thing of hope. And where, where do you see hope in the midst of, a crazy home situation with five kids and a husband and uh, all these cups to clean, but also in the larger sense of a, uh, of a global pandemic, where do you, where do you see hope?
2: Man, I see hope where I always see it, which is in the goodness and the grace of people. Um, it's so I've been thankful for how many outlets are flooding our inboxes and our streams, with incredible stories like the innovative way people are finding to celebrate each other, to make up for losses, um, to connect virtually or remotely or through a window or through a parade and um, just watching the way that humans are celebrating healthcare workers and essential workers. It's just so incredibly hopeful. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's that goodness of humanity. It is real. It has this capacity to shine pretty brightly in tragedy, Mm -hmm. um, which is just part of its DNA. Um, but it has really served me well to see that right now in this hard and dark moment globally, golly, it's not, a, it's just everywhere. It's the whole yeah. world, um, that people are showing up for one another and they're doing it well and they're doing it beautifully. And I hope that we can figure out how to hang on to this by the tail. Um, that when we do emerge, we remember that really and sincerely we do belong to each other, and we are our brother and our sister's keeper. And we, this is what it looks like to be a good neighbor right now. And I hope some of the, um, just the the partisan and the polarizing spaces that we have found ourselves in this these last few years that are so siloed. Um, with so many imaginary demarcations that we've now kind of seen erased, yeah. right? We're not, yeah, yeah. we're just neighbors right now. That's we're right. just neighbors and friends. I hope we can hang on to that and bring it into this next intera- iteration of our generation.
1: That's fantastic. Beautiful. We're very grateful. That you had time to do this, and uh, we won't wait until the next pandemic to call you and have you come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's great. But very grateful, and your voice is timely. Thanks for you, – you're always good at giving grace and allowing people – to, to be real and authentic and, and still finding ways to help them to see how their own life experiences can be redeemed and are redemptive. And uh, I appreciate that. Thank about you. you.
2: Thank now, you. A nice uh, thing to say.
1: Yeah. And now we're going to pepper you with these uh, rapid fire questions as a, uh, as a way of saying, okay. thank you.
0: That's right. We have uh, moved okay. into uh, America, right America's favorite segment, rapid yeah. fire questions. Uh, we're here <laughs> Uh, it's what they want. It's what our studio audience wants. Uh, she's, she's (laughs) cheering silently in the corner. Uh, so yeah, so these are all, uh, they, they could be ridiculous. They could be completely normal, but we haven't prepped you at all for this. Uh And so, uh, John, I I always like it when you go first. You You do? 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 Yeah. Okay. Big fan of you going first.
1: Okay. What is a pet name that you have for your husband that he does not want you to tell us?
2: Oh gosh. Okay. um, The, the one thing that I call him all the time is babe. I want this to be funnier. Okay. That is literally, I've almost forgotten what I've almost forgotten what his real name is. I don't even know. Um, And so, and he calls me babe. And so anytime you're around us, it's just like a bunch of babes. That's all it is. That's all you'll hear. A Bunch of babes. Um, just a bunch of babes. Yeah. Just,
0: just I like it. Just a bunch of babes. Yeah. Uh, what is yeah. the, what is the lowest amount of money it would take for you to shave your head? Oh, wow.
2: Okay. What's my threshold to shave my head to Mm -hmm. shave your head. Okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, I have pretty good Intel for my fingers that my head is shaped incorrectly. (laughs) So I don't have a good palate. I've got some divots and some bumps. I would, I feel like I would do it for.
1: Don't say it. See, if you say it, somebody's going to send you you a check. I I just want to caution.
2: You're right. You guys, (laughs) I don't think I would. I don't think I would do it. Okay. I think there he would you have go. to pay Very
1: me.
0: Ooh, wow! Oh, so you put a number okay. to it. There's no, there's, there's going to be somebody coming. with a lot yeah. of
1: lot of pocket okay. change. <laughs>
2: yeah, you better edit that out.
1: Um, okay, so do you play a musical instrument?
2: No, and really sorry that I didn't because I always like would be a really incredible famous musician. You yeah. know, yeah. I really saw that in my. I saw that in my cards. It's the problem is I don't have any musical talent, <laughs> but besides that, besides that, I mean, I felt like I had a lot of else what it took. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, unfortunately.
1: Oh, we lost you. Oh, you there. Oh, there.
2: We're oh, oh,
3: there,
1: oh, Okay, you're back. There we go. So what is the musical instrument that you wish you could play?
2: The drums. All right. Oh, I just find those so incredibly cool and interesting. And um, but sometimes I just check my rhythm to see if like I, it's something I can still learn. And I'll kind of do my feet at a different rhythm and see if I can get my hands going. And I just get so confused. I can't <laughs> keep the beat, and I'm just like begging like a baby. And so I'm like, oh, I couldn't even. I can't do it. Pretend. I can't even do an imaginary. <laughs> so that's too bad. That's, that's good too one. hard.
0: Okay. I have, I have yeah. two questions. Uh, one of them is a yes or no. That's why I'm going to pack two in okay, here. Uh, right. first one, have you ever right. seen a UFO?
2: <laughs> no.
0: Okay. That's good. Uh, second question, who is your favorite character from the office? And if you don't watch the office, uh, just name another show and name your favorite character. <laughs>
2: well, okay. I do love the office. Um, See, I knew we could Steve be
0: I knew we could be. yes
2: yeah, Steve Carell's character is the best of all. There is no nobody do that except for him. There is substitute. <laughs> there is no alternative. That's exactly like, right. There just is no other way to think about it. That's right. We are right now in a real revival in the Hatmaker House of Parks and. Rec. Oh, um, yes. And so we decided that was going to serve us right now in our quarantine dilemma. Mm. And so, did you ever watch Parks oh. and Rec? Oh yeah, I,
0: I live my life. Well, probably I probably shouldn't say this, but I just love John Ralphio. John Ralphio is the greatest oh. character of all time.
2: <laughs> I wish my kids were here. I love John Ralphio. I say it all the time. I I quote John ralphio He's so absurd. And I, I just I can't get enough. I'm so happy that you said that I the only person that's ever said this with
0: me. Oh man. <laughs> I, I don't have any tattoos, but if I got a tattoo I saw one online of him <laughs> with his hand over his mouth going,
2: The world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> That's it.
2: I say that all the time. Yes. <laughs> Technically, I'm homeless. And then when his I and then when Ralph, his yeah. sister yes.
0: Mona Lisa comes in, now <laughs> and they harmonize much. with each other. It's just so beautiful. <laughs>
1: Oh, I feel so
2: understood right now. Oh, Good. I see you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. okay I'm taking yeah. you back
1: to the world of music. All right. Cause we have both seen, okay. we've both seen concerts where uh, a guitarist probably toward the end of the show gets so hyped that he just ends up destroying he or she ends up destroying that guitar. Right. And for you, a drum. Song. Okay. Yeah. What is the sure. song that is most likely to make you destroy your guitar on the way off the stage? Your hyped song.
2: I just absolutely. Just lose it. Yes. yes okay all right um i feel like it's going to be a throwback to one of the anthems from my high schoolers from a hair band um like something like either in the deaf leopard camp or perhaps poison mm-hmm. um Death could leopard. potentially be bon jovi but that's not quite as aggressive. <laughs> just after um, pour some
0: sugar on me, you just <laughs> smash your yeah,
2: up. yeah. It's you know what? It's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be. Welcome to the jungle. I found ah, it. I had to find it. my way to it. There and it I is. had to pull my way to welcome to the. That, there it is. That is smash. The guitar, That's fantastic. It. <laughs> Throw That's good. It in the crowd.
1: It's a
0: phenomenal yeah. answer. Yeah. Just
1: two more,
2: right? Yeah. Just uh, like two yeah. more? you've got uh, one.
1: I got one. Okay, I got one. You got one. You
0: uh, go. Go. So I got to preface this: um, there are some mundane things in my life that make me irrationally angry. One of them being. I mean, um, when I, when I use, when I, before I had AirPods, I had just the regular, you know, corded ones like a peasant and, sure. um, oh my God. and <laughs> I, uh, would be doing the dishes and I'd be listening to a podcast and I'd kind of pull back up and it would catch something in the dishwasher and it would yank sure. my earphones out. And it's just, just too it, hard. It made me, it made me want to scream <laughs> curse words. Make you every ask, sure. yeah. What sure, makes you sure, irrationally sure. angry? Just a mundane thing.
2: Okay. Okay so um especially right now that i am just cooking apparently all day every day like that's just it all they do is eat i don't know they sleep they eat that's all i know and so it's just it's so many dishes it's so much dishes and so i've said i'm not your maid you will be helping empty the dishwasher which happens about 40 times a day so They empty the dishwasher. This happened this very moment, which is why this is real fresh in my trauma (laughs) trigger. Um, I open the drawer with the utensils, with all the silverware, which somebody just put in. And I'm just like, this is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) I mean, it is helter-skelter. It's big forks with the little forks. the same one it's like the spoons are by the not in the knives i'm like i just you know what this is it this is where it ends (laughs) this is where i don't i don't see any recovery from this (laughs) that's it that's it like i literally wanted to throw them all into the trash and be like guess what you get to do now eat with your hands that's it that's your new life just pop it right into your mouth that's that's who I am now.
0: That's we, who you are now. We really are meant to be friends. This yeah. is the- Are we? <laughs> You're just speaking straight to me.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Let's just say, and this is my last question. Uh let's just say you and Brandon come into a sum of money and the the money is earmarked. What you have to do is you have to buy a giant leisure leisure ship, but then you have to name it. What would you name your boat? <laughs>
2: But would I name my leisure ship, right. um, I would name it No Kids Allowed. Oh, Is that great. fair to say right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still feeling like residual anger from the utensil drawer. Yeah. I'm not over it yet. Like I need to let it run through my system. Before I'm prepared to be kind. Uh, to the odd name, but very just,
1: straightforward. The USS, no kids <laughs> yeah, I
2: just, allowed. Sometimes you just have to say what you mean. I, I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a bonus yeah. one because oh, I, I oh, forgot oh. about one. Okay. That, speaking of names, yeah. uh, and I feel like you, you'll handle this question oh, well. No. Is this going to um, be the one? I think It's okay. It's the one. It's All the right. one. It's our fan favorite. Okay. But if you were to name a cat the most human-like name possible, what would you name it? Corses. <laughs> oh,
2: it's such a weird question. Yes, it, is. it really like, it's is the weirdest. I've never been asked this. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Just give me just a minute. I want to think no, about no, it. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you how,
0: marinate on that.
2: Uh huh. Okay. So what is funny to me, what feels funny to me, um, is giving it like a trendy kid name, like Ethan, <laughs> you know, like, because there's like, Forty Ethan's in every second grade classroom. Yes, so it feels real funny to me to name a cat Ethan.
0: <laughs> that's you the know winner. that's a that is a great yeah. answer for a cat. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. What's some, what's another good answer you've heard on that? I'm curious what uh, can you can say well, to that. My,
0: my go-to is Derek. Derek is a is a good <laughs> a good human uh-huh. cat name. Yeah.
2: And I actually had yes, a cat named
0: Adam. Adam, Adam, the cat. And, oh,
2: Adam's uh, funny. Yeah.
0: Adam's good. I, Kevin, Kevin's always a great name for any animal.
2: It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Have, okay, I'm going to think about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. If you, if you come up with more, just send us an yeah. email.
2: I just, I feel like I need more time on that one. That's fine. But, for, but I'm going to stand by Ethan for right now. I love it.
1: Ethan's a great one. Ethan's strong. Very it's strong. a strong yeah. way to end this uh, very okay. serious pod. Yeah. yeah. You I have been like great. I like a too. Thank you very much for coming on with us. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah
2: my absolute. I'm glad you asked. And we will. I'm <laughs> glad we will to
1: see you. Call. It's good to see you too. Um, and and we will call again because i'm sure this is the most we've laughed i think during one of these so we'll call you again uh-huh. and you'll be and and it's the first time we've had a studio audience so it's it's all like we're breaking all kinds yeah. of rules around here now so
2: i like it that yeah. seems fitting and on brand for me yes to be the one that you do that that feels right okay. so um, thanks for having me guys
1: yeah you bet thanks for coming on thanks jen